You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Okay. Are you settled in for what I can just envision is going to be quite a thorough and comprehensive episode focused all around answering your questions about Valentine's Day. That is what we're going to do today on the podcast. So last week, I did a post, a little, hey, hey, peoples on the gram, can you send me all your questions? And you guys delivered because your questions are so good. So good. And I'm so glad to be able to be here to be able to share with you exactly how I would answer some of these questions, but also just open your mind to the fact that you run your own business. And don't let anybody else tell you what's exactly right for your business. You get to decide what is right for your business. This is the benefit of you being the CEO, which is so fun slash overwhelming and so crazy. But I wanted to just put a quick reminder at the front of this podcast to just let you know, if you ever feel like you are the only one who is struggling to sort out anything to do with flowers and business, I am here to tell you that that is not true. For years, I thought it was just me. I thought everybody else had their shit together and everybody else had figured this out. And now, this far into this journey and this far into this process, I am here to be the one to tell you that you are not alone. You are not in this by yourself and you are not the only one who is trying to figure out how the shit to make this work. So if you take nothing else away from today's episode, know that you are not alone. The struggle that you feel in terms of how the crap do I get my business working? How the heck do I start to make more money? How the heck do I make a million dollars? Are all very good questions to be asking. But trust me when I tell you, I know what it's like to try and answer those questions all on your lonesome, which is why I wanted to do an entire episode dedicated specifically to answering your questions. Seriously. And I will also say, thank you to everybody who submitted questions. I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm not going to have time to answer all of them. And I would probably bore you to tears. But please also just know you are not in this by yourself. Yes? Can I be clear on this, please? I know your brain wants to tell you that there's something wrong with you. And I know your brain wants to find evidence to support the fact that you can't make this happen. Lies. It's all lies. Because you can totally make this happen. The reason that I love so much talking about Valentine's Day, and I know I talked about this on last week's podcast, but I just want to reiterate this. 
Valentine's Day was a Super Bowl season that I learned the most from because it really opens your eyes to this idea of what does it mean to be good at sales and marketing? What does it mean to really price in accordance with what your clients are looking for because they do want to spend money and to really think about the production and the process point of what you are doing. Because in our shop, we would turn over approximately like somewhere between like two and three times the amount of product and the amount of revenue in the week of Valentine's that we would a normal week of the year. So then all of a sudden, our team had to be thinking about, okay, right, so in our itty bitty little retail space, how do we process three times as much product? How do we navigate having this many staff around? How do we deal with the phone ringing and online orders coming in and lineups going out the door, right? You have to just think in a totally different way, which serves you so well in the rest of your business. Because you might be at the point where, okay, I just broke the 100K mark and I want to scale my business bigger. The way that you do that is systems and processes. And Valentine's Day teaches you systems and processes. So enough jibber jabber. Let us get in to the good stuff. And one of the recurring themes, right, one of these common ideas that I also want to simply announce at the beginning of this podcast is this concept. And I certainly believe this. And I also think quite possibly that some of what I teach might be interpreted to support this belief. But I want to just clarify. A lot of designers and a lot of floral designers who feel that there is a level of like, I don't know, some version or interpretation of integrity when it comes to floral design, poo-poo Valentine's Day, right? There's like this elitistness. I don't even think that's a word, but now it is, right? We are revolutionizing the English language here, people. Elitistness when it comes to many floral designers' perspectives on Valentine's Day. And I want you to know, you can choose to believe whatever you want about Valentine's Day. And a lot of these floral designers will look at this and be like, oh, well, it's all just about red roses. I don't get to be creative. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Hello, Mm -mm. I would like to prove you wrong because here's the thing. When you're a business owner, your creativity, right? Your innovation and your future thinking and your creativity and you're like, let's imagine what's going to happen here is how you build a business, right? So the reason I love and one of the many reasons I love Valentine's Day so much is because it forces you to be creative beyond just the flowers in your hand, But I will also give you permission as the CEO and creative director of your business. You get to decide what your business's version of Valentine's Day looks like. And I shall get into that in a little bit more because there's one question in here that just made me laugh because it made me realize how sarcastic my brain is. So I know many of you will be entertained by this whole story, but I simply wanted to encourage you to get as creative as you possibly can. Creative in terms of the designs that you're offering, in terms of upsells that you're offering, in terms of the rules and regulations that you require that your customers go through, in terms of how relentless you become in your sales and marketing. Encourage your brain to get creative anytime you see a problem in front of you. And that 
my friends, is what your success is built on. I very clearly believe that when you're a business owner, you get to be more creative than any other human on the planet. Because you get to be creative as a designer and a floral designer, but you also get to be creative with your business. And what's even better than that, when it comes to setting a goal for Valentine's Day, right? And I'm, this is exactly what I'm working through with my girls who are part of the one-on-one Flower Boss Boot Camp, right? I'm like, okay, what is your financial goal? And most of the time, a lot of floral designers are very hesitant to say a number because we're very well practiced as human beings and particularly as women to decide that if I don't meet that goal, that means I'm a failure and therefore my self-worth is zero. So we get to unpack all of that because none of that is true. But in setting a financial goal, you really get to work in terms of what is in your way. Where are you feeling stuck? What's not working for you? What limiting beliefs are you buying into that are actually preventing you from taking action? So what is so fun about Valentine's Day is truly the worst case scenario is that you invested some product in your pre-order And you learned about 1,500 things in terms of how to market your business. And I'm also going to seed this thought with you. Because I could pretty much guarantee you, I'm not actually going to guarantee you because I don't want to be sued. Thank you, America. However, I could potentially guarantee you that even if you placed a pre-order, your wholesaler will be okay if you decide to let that pre-order go because there are going to be florists who are going to be inundated with orders because I truly believe as much as I am here to give you guidance in terms of what needs to happen for Valentine's Day, no floral designer has ever navigated Valentine's Day during a global pandemic. It's quite possible, my friend, that 2021 is going to break every single sales record on the planet. And this is what makes it so fun because I'm here to tell you, here's everything that worked for us in the past and you could even surpass this because there's a pandemic and our customers are happy to be told what to do. And if you're ever in doubt, you just play the COVID card. Oh, hey, super limited supply on roses. Because of COVID, get your order in now. Yeah, might be the 13th of January. Pre-orders might be all the rage in 2021. You will not know unless you try. And when you show up as a floral designer and a business owner and you set yourself a goal of like $5,000, $10,000, $100,000, right? Whatever goal you're going to set for yourself for the week of Valentine's Day, you get to work on making that happen you are going to evolve into a bigger, better version of yourself. And this is where you really begin to understand how much power you have as a human being. Because when you put yourself to task and you decide that this is the goal that I'm going to go after, you really begin to appreciate how unstoppable you are. Because you can do anything. And this is why I absolutely love talking to you guys about making money. 
Let's put a big fat revenue goal in that result line. Let's put a really big number in the space of this is how much money I want my business to generate. And then let's get to work on unpacking all of the excuses that you're using as to why you can't make that number happen. Because the only thing that needs to change is you. And it is so hard to hear that, but it is so powerful because your customers don't need to know any better. Row supply doesn't need to be any better or worse. It does not matter what happened last year at Valentine's Day. You get to show up and show yourself what's possible. So set yourself a goal. Really begin to understand who you need to become to make that goal happen and bring her or him into your actions today. That is how you make it happen. You stop listening to the excuses and you start buying into the idea that you can do anything. So with that little pep talk aside, here are your questions. And I have tried to divide them up. And as I've already said, I have left some off the table because we're already so far into this podcast and y'all don't have a huge amount of time. Now, this could very well have been a slightly sarcastic question when she sent it through because I do know this person. But this idea of like, do people even celebrate Valentine's Day? So I just want to plant this seed in your brain. If you are wondering if Valentine's Day is something that you want your business to partake in, in 2020, Valentine's Day generated $25 billion of revenue. So if you're wondering if Valentine's Day is a thing, I'm happy to be evidence to say that you're gosh darn right it's a thing, but it's also a really fucking big thing, right? Y'all know that personally, I'm like, Valentine's Day is for chumps. I don't personally want anything to do with it. As a business, I am all for keeping the economy of this small town going. I really want to employ as many staff as I possibly can. So yes, dear customers, give me all of your money, please and thank you. So I can find other reasons to support the business's decision to partake in Valentine's Day. But I want to remind you, you are the CEO of your business. Please do what's right for your business. You are allowed to not participate in Valentine's Day. There are no rules. You are the one who sets the rules for your business. But if you're wondering if there's a commercial opportunity associated with Valentine's Day, fuck yes, there is. Now, next question. Do you offer different size arrangements? If so, how many roses and filler do you put in each? And related question to that is how many bouquet styles should I offer? So my guidance and what I've been teaching in my Flower Boss Bootcamp is to start out with a minimum collection of somewhere between five to six products. Now, if you're one of my one-on-one students, you've already seen the post that talks about your specific product mix, how I got there, and there's some amazing discussion happening in terms of how to make that happen. But for those of you who are not part of that community, let me let you in on a few little secrets. It's five to six 
products that are very specific to Valentine's Day. For me, because of how I design and what I like to create, I'm going to have two bouquets. I'm going to have two arrangements. So that means they'll be in some sort of vase ceramic container. Nothing flashy, very functional. Each of those bouquets and each of those arrangements are then going to have three price points. The size difference is going to be small, medium, large. And in terms of the price differences, it's a minimum of 30% increase between your small, medium, large. Or if you're one of my students, you know that we call them standard, premium, and deluxe. But it's a 30% price increase. And I will also suggest, particularly if you live in a city, you could potentially also experiment with the idea of having a 50% price increase between each size. One of the things your brain needs to understand is that customers want to spend money. And that is so true when it comes to Valentine's Day because they want to spend money. So you need to make it easy for them to spend as much as they like. When it comes to the actual design of the bouquets, I would probably have one that's mostly red and then another one that is red and pink and blush. Same kind of styling for the arrangements and it would all be based on ingredients that I want to use. Bouquets from a price point perspective will start at 150. So if you're in the UK, it's about 70-ish pounds and go up to at least 250. Again, that's my market. If you are in a city, please make your prices even chunkier. Vase arrangements will start at about 185, 190, and it will go up to at least 325. Now, between those sizes and those variations, the other thing that I'm going to add into the online catalog is my price anchor product. This, my friends, is the perfect opportunity for you to figure out just how much your customers want to spend on Valentine's Day. It's an amazing experiment, and this is where I really learned that that concept totally worked. So create something that is like the all-seeing, all-dancing, includes all the upsells that you offer, so the price point is really chunky. You're going to blow your own mind because I'd pretty much tell you that somebody's going to buy it because somebody wants to spend a lot of money and get flowers plus, plus, plus delivered to their loved one. And remember, your price anchor product is there to make the rest of it look totally accessible. And as a bonus tip, if you want, if you happen to have a lead on plants, here's something else I would offer, particularly if your customer base is the older generation, Right? And when I say old, I do mean probably like over 40. So me and all of the old people, think about including a plant option. We sold a huge number of potted orchids over Valentine's Day because the husbands who are smart, who I'm like, ah, you're a smart guy, right? They come in, they grab a potted orchid, they go over, get a bottle of bubbly, Valentine's Day, done and dusted because they're recognizing that it's not always about the red roses. So Package up something really lovely, take a nice photo of it, put it on your website, and you'll thank me later. Now, next question. How do you go about making up bouquets for pre-order if my supplier is going to substitute half of my order? 
And I will talk a little bit more about some production considerations in a few questions because there's so much to share and so much to learn. But this question gets me thinking. And the question, again, just to repeat it, how do you go about making up bouquets for pre-order if my supplier is going to substitute half of my order? Right? So our relationship with our wholesalers is so fundamental in terms of the success of our business. Right? This is why it's an integral part of you defining what it is that you're going to offer. Because in this instance, right, and I had a similar relationship with one of our main wholesalers, right? I need you to make sure that you're giving me XYZ product up to this amount, but I'm fairly open in terms of what it is. Right? I just need to check the box. I just need to solve the problem. Where you get yourself into trouble if that is your relationship with your wholesaler is if you're promising something else to your customer, but your wholesaler is delivering on a different brief or a different vision, those two things are not in alignment, right? So what you promise your customer needs to be directly related to what your relationship with your wholesaler is. So if the relationship with your wholesaler is that they are allowed to substitute half of the order for better quality product in this color palette, these are the kinds of blooms that I like, you guys know best, please just give me a thousand bucks worth of product, then you need to set up your sales process in a way that helps educate your customers in terms of that's what's going to happen. If we know that our wholesaler is going to swap out some product, but we're promising something very specific to our customers, we're setting ourselves up for frustration and failure. When in actual fact, that relationship with your wholesaler simply needs to be translated over to a way that your customer understands because the benefit is to them. Because you could decide, no, I'm just going to pass along the really shitty old product that my wholesaler gives me because they're just following my directions and I haven't told them to just give me the best product up to this total value. The job becomes making sure that what you're selling your customer is in alignment with the way that your relationship with the wholesaler is set up. So if you've set the relationship up with your wholesaler, that they're okay to be able to substitute product, then you need to set the relationship up with your customer to do exactly the same thing. And I will tell you right now, coming into 2021, because of COVID, you have this magical marketing tool called the COVID card. I just made that up. So if it's a good idea, please pay me lots of money because it, it sounds charming, but it's really helpful, right? If you're ever in doubt, right, if we ever run into problems from the wholesaler, because there are like some crazy logistics that need to be happening in and amongst a global pandemic to get the roses from over there to up here and down here and thanks for coming. Oh my goodness, you are not a miracle worker. It is not your job to show up Commit to your customers that I can work a miracle and then your wholesaler decides to deliver something different. Save yourself the frustration. And here's the thing. For years, I assumed I just had to say yes to what the customer was telling me. Turns out I was totally wrong. Because my only job is to show up and show my customers, hey, here's the current state of the nation. This is what's happening. Here's what's happening with Rose Supply right? There is so much increased demand that needs to be shipped halfway around the world. We have no idea 
what's about to ensue. Everybody's going to plan, everybody's going to hope for the best, but it's very possible that half of the roses arrive on the 15th of February. So do yourself and do your business a favor. Educate your customers with whatever information you can get your hands on. If your wholesalers are saying roses are going to be in tight supply, hey, do you know what's really helpful for your customers to know? Huh, dear customer, roses are going to be in tight supply. Don't make it hard on yourself. And please learn from me. You don't have to be a miracle worker. Your only job is to show up, be helpful, solve your client's problem in the best way possible. And my tip, pass on as much helpful information as you possibly can. Because they don't know better. They don't understand that there is a very intricate, very complicated supply and demand chain that runs when it comes to flowers. They don't realize that those red roses are grown by some farmer in Colombia. They have no idea. And they have no idea what those farms ended up having to go through in March, April, May, June of 2020, and that they're just trying to get themselves back on track so that they can make all the money that they can in Valentine's Day 2021. You're only job is to show up and educate your customers. You don't need to promise something that you can't deliver on. All you need to do is provide them with a better option. And remember, your customers do not know where flowers come from. They do not know the difference between a carnation and a rose. They think flowers come from a machine. It's up to you to change that. Your customers do not need to change. You do. Take charge and you will win them over in about four seconds after you tell them this is how this Valentine's Day is going to work. Unprecedented. Oh hey, do you guys remember that there's a global pandemic? This is where flowers come from. We might run into some challenges. So hey, you know what? We're going to use all locally grown product. Check out these beautiful garden roses. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, of course, if I can get you red roses, of course you can have them. But will you be happy if I substitute for something else? You could literally have that statement on every order on your website when it comes to Valentine's Day. Get their permission to just say, we're happy to substitute for something else. No problemo. Okay. Now, as y'all know, Valentine's Day 2021 falls on a Sunday, which for any florist who has been around for more than six years, it's the last time that this happened, and... I was looking back at our sales data and that first year, so that was the very first year that we owned the shop, our sales were 20% below the average of the years following. Now, I don't want to tell you that that means that sales are going to be down because it's very possible that that 20% under our average sales for Valentine's Day is due to complete incompetence. It's very possible that sales that Sunday could have been the same as the year after that, because we learned a whole heck of a lot. But I will also tell you too, that a lot of established florists know that their sales will be down based on their past Sunday experience. But no florist has ever navigated being a business owner on a Sunday for Valentine's Day during a global pandemic. So, if it was up to me, I would just decide what you want your sales goal to be and then make every effort to make that happen. 
That's all you have to do. Pick a sales goal, get to work on unpacking your own limiting beliefs as to why your brain's going to tell you that it's not possible because your brain's going to tell you that it's not possible and you don't need to listen to it. It could be that 2021 is the year of the pre-order. It could be that 2021 is the year of, oh my gosh, now we're finally going to tell customers that there's more to the world than red roses. There's so many possibilities and opportunities. You just need to find what's right for you. This question, any advice on when I should get my flowers in? Yes, right? Because this is what makes Valentine's Day so fun. There's so many pieces of the puzzle that we need to be navigating. Now, I absolutely used to be under the impression that I needed to get my flowers as close to Valentine's Day as possible. And then I realized that that's humanly not sustainable. Fucking hit the wall, almost died. (laughs) So the next year, we then really started to think about this, right? And we tested this idea over Valentine's Day and then Mother's Day and then Christmas, because those were our three like Super Bowl seasons, and realized, hey, If we need to go through this much product in such a short period of time, the processing of that much product is crazy. So we broke it up into chunks. And if it was me, I would break it up into at least two, possibly even three phases. And the first one is get your foliage and any really hardy flowers in and processed first. And then we divided our rose order into two pickups so that we could process all the roses from pickup one on a different day and then all the roses on pickup three on a different day because we actually started making valentine's day bouquets at least three days in advance and here's the thing that's really helpful to know if you are working with imported product don't assume that the product is as fresh off the plane as you think it is. It's very possible, and I know in some cases because it's a smart idea, that some of our wholesalers, like this variety of rose arrives from this country on this day. I know that I have a pickup for it five days from now, so I'm going to shove it in the back of the cool room and just not touch it, and then the florist is going to come in and pick it up. Just because you pick it up from the wholesaler on that day doesn't necessarily mean that it's just arrived. So don't assume that it's any better or it's any worse for your product to be in your cool room or in your closet or in your super air-conditioned coolbot storage space. It could be that it's exactly the same result. So talk to your wholesaler. If you are using imported roses, ask them what days they're expecting them to arrive and you can plan your processing and production schedule based on that. But set up a schedule that fits your rhythm, right? And remember to staff for it because that processing of that amount of product is epic. And you don't need a highly skilled, a highly qualified designer to help you do that job. This is where friends and family and people who can lift you up and make you a cup of tea come in really, really handy. If there are people in your life who love flowers and don't fucking know a thing, but make you feel good, they make you laugh and they put on good music, those are the people you want around you. 
So please remember to also staff as much as you possibly can, right? The more hands you have around you, the more energy you can conserve to put into the most effective tasks required because there is so much that has to go into navigating the logistics and what about this and somebody might put in a last minute order and what are we going to do with this and you need somebody managing all of those staff members and what happens if something doesn't arrive from the wholesaler anything that you can do to take some of the pressure off yourself from a staffing perspective you are going to love yourself so much more just by having done that so when it comes to what days to get your flowers in on, I would definitely divide it up into phases, right? Bring your foliages and anything that you might consider really hardy in that first trip. Do one big processing push then, and then on a different day, bring in your roses and your more delicate flowers and anything else that you need, right? The other thing I will tell you as well, perhaps you could even do it now. Set your sales goal and figure out how many orders that is and get all of your hard goods and your sundries sorted ASAP. Get that shit in your studio, get it lined up, get it ready to go because there are so many things that you need to think about. The last thing you want to have to worry about is the fact that it might be Friday morning. Heck, it might even be Saturday morning and you're putting your orders together and you're wrapping them and you're like, I just ran out of paper. <laughs> Don't worry, it's happened to the best of us but really start to plan ahead, right? And like we do with weddings and events, I actually tend to plan ahead backwards, right? So I'll take the end, literally for me, like Sunday night, what are we doing at dinner? How much alcohol do I need, right? And then I'm gonna work backwards. What time do I think we're gonna be done? Okay, what am I doing for meal planning? What are we doing for prep? What might need to happen that week that I just wanna get done and dust it off the list? Like. Is somebody coming by to do maintenance and somebody needs to be somewhere and let's just organize it. And then you just work backwards and you make yourself the biggest, longest list possible and anything that you can check off now will be to your benefit. Seriously. So the next question, is it unrealistic to aim for 50 orders with an average order value of $150 for my first Valentine's Day? The answer is sounds great to me. The fact that there is a sales goal here is so good. And what's amazing, I will even tell you, because I found this statistic the other day, and this is very helpful. The average human spends $196 on Valentine's Day. $196. So, hey, set up your online catalog so that that is your average order value. So it might even be... In this person's case, if they're aiming for 50 orders times $150 per order, that means that their sales target is $7,500. It might even be that you want to push your average order value closer to $200, and then, hey, you don't even need to get as many orders in the door, and you still make $7,500. I love math so much. This is so much fun. So I absolutely believe that that's totally achievable, and in actual fact, please... Tell your brain, if it's freaking out and it thinks that that totally isn't achievable, can you please just do some Googling to find the total population of your delivery footprint? So many of you I'm talking to who live in big cities or you live in cities, right? With populations of like three, four, five hundred thousand people. Come on. 
you can totally do this, right? If you're looking for 50 beautiful humans to buy your flowers and you live in a city of 300,000 people, amazing, get to work. All you need to do is find 50 people. So fun. Now, I have a massive pre-order through my supplier, but I'm a new florist. How do I sell these flowers? Well, here, friend, how you sell these flowers is like everything else. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How will they find out about you? And why are they going to buy from you? I will tell you, if you do not have your website sorted and you do not have an online catalog, please start there. Because that, my friends, makes it so much easier for your customers to actually order flowers. If you haven't got your website sorted, there has never been a better time. There has never been a better time than right now, at the beginning of 2021, to get your website up to scratch. Because that, my friends, is where your customers are going to be. If humanity has learned anything through a global pandemic, online shopping is what you do. So if your website is not in line with where your customers are and you're not making it easy for your customers to buy from you, then you are losing out on sales. If you are freaking out because you've put a, such a massive order into your wholesaler, one, please take about 14 deep breaths. Your brain is going to freak out because you are doing something that you've likely never done before. And it's fine. Your brain doesn't want you to take action. Your brain doesn't want you to commit to having that whole order in with your wholesaler. And here's the thing. The only way you learn how to sell these designs to your customers is you go out and you sell them. You make it easy for them to buy. You think about exactly where they are. You make it easy for them to spend a lot of money. And you keep reminding them of the fact that this is happening. You need to get your order in today because I'm going to sell out. And every day you show up and you remind them you need to get your order in today because I'm going to sell out. Did you know the average human being needs to see something like there are so many different statistics on this, but it's like somewhere between eight and 16 times before they take action on it. And my guess is if you are then focused on the world of social media and Instagram, something like 2% of your following is actually going to see what you post. So if you need them to see it 16 times before they take action, you better fucking get to work. One of the best lessons that you can learn about sales is just how relentless you need to be. Because the human brain in your customer needs to be reminded a lot that this is happening. You going out there and being like, oh, hi, I've got flowers. Do you want some? And then being quiet for the next six weeks is the most useless thing that you can do. Because one of the skills that you need to learn as a business owner is sales. And my friend, sales is actually incredibly easy. It's super straightforward. Your customer comes to you because they have a problem. Oh, hey, look, you've created something that's their solution. Amazing. And for anybody whose brain feels like sales is schmarmy, icky, and gross, I want to offer you up this thought. The current state of the universe with everything that is going on, either in your neighborhood, in your state, or in your country. 
Human beings need flowers now more than they have ever needed them in the history of humanity. Your customers need your flowers now more than ever. Full stop. You are doing a service to your customers by telling them that this is an opportunity that they can buy from you, that they can spread love and joy and beauty. Humanity needs flowers now more than ever. You have a gift and you get to pass it on to other humans. Get to work and get out of your own way. Related to the previous question is this idea of how do I not freak out and overorder? And I'm with you because literally we used to stand there. We used to stand there, one of my staff members, Sophie and I, and she would every year, right? She was fucking amazing staff, staff member. And she would stand there and be like, yeah, but have we got enough? <laughs> like, Sophie, you say this every single year, right? So it's totally normal. Also, your only goal is to set a sales target. So buy to that sales target and do everything in your power to make that sales target happen. Please learn from me that you don't have to go after every sales opportunity that's out there. It's okay if the guy calls at six o'clock on the 14th of February and says, have you got a dozen roses? And you're like, dude, sorry, sold out, but I've got this amazing potted orchid. Would you like it? Seriously, it's totally okay to let your customers know that you sold out of flowers because your only job as a business owner is to set your sales target and get to work. That's all that you need to do. Now, this is the question that made me laugh because my brain is like so sarcastic. (laughs) Here we go. So the question was, I will be closed on Sunday. So how do I navigate Valentine's Day? And I could imagine sitting there having a conversation with my brother and I would be like, okay, so you're closed on Sunday. So wouldn't you navigate the Sunday of Valentine's Day like every other Sunday? Why would you decide that this is a different Sunday? And then it dawned on me when I finally kind of got out of my sarcastic mode and I was like, okay, I think the lesson here is to really acknowledge if you run a shop and you're not normally open on Sunday, you get to decide what the rules are. These are the Super Bowl experiences of floral design and it's your business and you get to decide if you want to open up on Sunday. Just because you're closed every other Sunday of the year doesn't mean that you need to be closed on Valentine's Sunday. Because I will also question what do you do on Mother's Day because... For us, that always falls on a Sunday. And remember, you get to decide what's right for your business. It's totally fine to tell your customers, guys, we're not open on Sunday. If you want Valentine's Day, you got to come in before Saturday. But I will also tell you it means if you run a physical retail shop and people are allowed to go out and about, you are going to miss out on sales. But you will be able to make the right decision for your business. Just don't assume that you can't open on a Sunday. So if you're normally closed on a Sunday, you can always stay closed on a Sunday. You just need to communicate to your customers what they get to do in lieu of you being closed 
on a Sunday. One of the things that I certainly learned in my experience is that most customers really want their Valentine's Day delivery to happen as close to the 14th of February as possible. Now, I will tell you, COVID could totally change that. But one of the main differences between Valentine's Day and Mother's Day is that Mother's Day, customers are way more open to just having their flowers delivered pretty much any time in that five-day window leading up to the Sunday. For Valentine's Day, those dudes, they want their flowers as close to the 14th as possible. But, again, hey, you know what? COVID you get to decide what the rules are and you get to decide how you want to navigate this. So please remember, it's your business, your rules. Now, this beautiful Instagram follower then came back and said, if I'm going to do something for Galentine's Day, what do I do in terms of marketing it? And now I shall go back to my extremely sarcastic personality and say, you still only have four questions that you need to think about. No matter what you're marketing, no matter what you're selling, it could be a workshop, it could be a Valentine's Day gathering, it could be Valentine's Day, it could be a $65 bouquet on your website for every other day of the year. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How are they going to find out about you? Why will they buy from you? Those are the four fundamental questions that you need to answer no matter what you are selling. And yes, it applies whether you're selling floral design solutions or you're selling strawberries to the public. This is the fundamental of marketing. Now, let's get into a few tidbits and wrap up this show. So what is more popular, cut bouquets or vase arrangements? Another girl was asking, what did people buy the most of at Valentine's Day? So based on my experience, right? And this is our audience, our customers are fairly traditional, right? Just think of like your stereotypical guy who was looking to just kind of check the box with a high quality solution. For us, there's two thirds bouquets, one third arrangements. And then we did sell quite a few potted plants. But by and large, it was bouquets. And then there were some arrangements and then potted plants. So again, you get to decide what formats you want to use. This is my next favorite question. How high can I charge for Valentine's Day bouquets? Yes, my friends. Only you get to find out that answer because it's very possible. If you live in an urban area and you have customers and you have very affluent customers, which is pretty much every part of the globe, it's very possible that your customers are going to spend upwards of like a thousand bucks. Who's to say? Right? It's very, very normal for us to price way too low. It's very normal for us to think, well, I need to just have like a $35 bouquet and a $75 bouquet. I'm like, no, 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 no. Scratch that bullshit. If you are a roses and orchids kind of designer, it's very possible that it's going to be closer to eight, nine, a thousand bucks. If you're not a roquids, roquids, this is how we're going to describe this design style. Roquids. If you're not and you like different ingredients that are more cost effective from the wholesaler, it's still possible that your designs and you need to offer up something that's like four to five hundred dollars or somewhere in between. Don't limit yourself, right? I really want you to think about and put some consideration into what is your price anchor, most luxurious, fanciest product that you can offer. And if you're in doubt, If your brain needs some evidence to show the fact that you 
know that your customers are going to spend money, go onto the Googles and find one of the very well-established florists in your area. And I will tell you, you can do some pretty smart Googling skills and find some of their older product that's probably hidden in their catalog, but there might be a page on their website. Thanks to the Google, you can find those things and see what they're selling. Just see how expensive some of those prices are because that's what you need to be doing. Now, the only way that you get to find out exactly how much money your customers are willing to spend is if you offer them a lot of chances for them to be able to spend the money. So don't be talking yourself out of it before you have the data to show that it's working or it's not working. Okay, two more questions to go. First time florist here, I'm working from home. Do I take orders ahead of time? Related to that, somebody else asked, how soon is it? How soon is too soon to take orders for Valentine's Day? And then what's the best way to start advertising for Valentine's Day now? And I was explaining this to one of my one-on-one flower boss boot camp ladies earlier today in this idea, you know what? COVID 2020 and what's happening in 2021 for Valentine's Day might mean that this year is the year of the pre-order. But you'll never know unless you try. So all you need to do, set a sales goal, figure out how many orders that's going to be, and then get to work on marketing. And my guess is, here's what my dream for Valentine's Day would be. I would set myself a sales goal, and I would figure out how many orders that is. I would get my staff sorted. I'd get my order into the market, and I would just tell myself it's as good as done. My sales target is happening. Easy. 20000 bucks. Let's go. Let's staff accordingly. These are the times I'm going to go pick up the product. Let's make this happen. And I have lots of people around me. I've sorted out the food situation and I know exactly what Valentine's Day week is going to look like. Then all I need to do is get to work on making those orders happen. Because having learned from my past experience, I don't even want to be taking an order during Valentine's Day week. So I really, I would really like to experiment with the idea of pre-orders. Let's change customers' behavior and let's just see if this is even possible because worst-case scenario is you still go into Valentine's Day and then you get all those last-minute orders and you still make your sales target anyway. You literally have nothing to lose. Nada. Zero. Zilch. So just start telling everybody to order their Valentine's Day flowers now. Literally, there is no downside. Get your website sorted, get your marketing plan together, and then learn what it takes to be relentless to get those orders in the door. And this is a great question. So thank you for the lovely person who sent it in and thank you for your wisdom because her question is, what would be your number one piece of advice? And here we go. Set yourself a sales target. Plan to it. Place your order and buy to it. Make it your number one mission to make it happen and do not stop until you sell that very last stem and of course I'll be the first to tell you that making that much money is so much fun but that's not the point the point is not to sit around and be Scrooge McDuck and swim in all of our dollar dollar bills no what is so fun is who you get to become when you make that goal happen because you really start to recognize just how powerful you are And you get to realize how much you've been holding yourself back from achieving the dreams that you want to have. And the only thing that needs to change is you. 
because it's 100% possible. So it doesn't matter if this is Valentine's Day 25 for you or Valentine's Day number one. Set yourself a sales target, make a plan to make that happen, and get to work. Lean in to all the discomfort and know that no matter what the outcome is, you are going to learn a hundred different things. And that 14-day window around Valentine's Day that you need to navigate and the panic that ensues and the chaos that you're managing and trying to just get yourself from one day to the next day to the next, you are going to learn so much that's going to serve you and your business for the next 14 months. You're going to blow your mind with what is possible because now you have a whole new foundation on which to build on and you have barely scratched the surface. And having said all of that to you guys, I also want to remind you that there is no one right way to do anything in our industry. So many of us think that there is this fictitious flower police walking around that somebody's going to call us out for like, oh, I wouldn't do that that way. Oh, that's not how that's done. And here's the thing. The flower police do not exist. You are the only one who gets to decide what's right for you and your business. And the only way to figure out what's right for you and your business is to try. To show up and to keep going. And we've come up with so many amazing ideas because we just kept fucking going. A lot of the time it did not work. A lot of the time that wasn't the result what we were expecting. But the not working is what led us to the things that did work. The thing not working has no impact on you or your self-worth other than the fact that, oh, okay, this is not the right piece of the puzzle. Let's try something else. Stop telling yourself that there is one right way to do anything. Because there isn't. Because this is your business and you get to decide what's right for you. You get to decide what your business's version of Valentine's Day is. You get to decide how and if you even want to participate. And if you want to participate, set a goal, make a plan, figure out who that version of you who makes it happen and then step into her now and show up and you are going to blow your mind with what you can achieve. And remember, my friends, it is not too late to sign up for my one-on-one flower boss boot camp. While everyone else is out there talking about color theory and design and picturing the perfect ingredients, I'm here to help you turn your love of flowers into a real business because you can make good money as a floral designer. And I am proof of it. If you want to join my one-on-one program and let's get you lined up to make your dream a reality, please click the link in the show notes, sign up for a mini session. Let's get going. I cannot wait to help you. And my friends, please have the most amazing week. Set yourself a sales goal, make a plan, make it happen. And I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.